Welcome to HBW's Over the Counter podcast. I'm David Ridley and I'll be chatting with industry experts and insiders about the latest trends, issues and intelligence in consumer healthcare. In this special episode, we speak to PAGB CEO Michelle Riddles about being a UK OTC Marketing Awards judge and what makes a good entry in her extensive experience. Having spent two decades working some of the largest OTC companies in the world and now heading up the UK's OTC Industry Association that literally checks marketing campaigns before they go out, Riddles is well placed to be able to give advice to companies working on their entries right now. Making entries UK specific, data driven but also inclusive of all the creativity that teams bring to a launch or campaign are some of the pointers Riddle shares with us. Friday 1st of September is the entry deadline for the 2023 awards which takes place at the Royal Lancaster Hotel in London on Thursday the 23rd of November. If you're interested in entering head over to Sightline's OTC Awards homepage which you can find by googling UK OTC Marketing Awards 2023 or email natalia.k at sightline.com. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Over the Counter podcast. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you, David. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you're always welcome. So um, we're here today to talk about the UK OTC Marketing Awards. Um, you are a judge. Obviously, the PAGB is extremely important. Um, in the industry but also to the awards uh anyway the PAGB is also a sponsor of the awards uh so um but you're also a judge so maybe you could just introduce yourself and maybe just the PAGB even though we can probably assume that everyone listening to this knows about the PAGB but it's worth doing anyway okay yeah lovely so I'm Michelle Riddles and I'm the CEO of PAGB and PAGB is a consumer healthcare association and we represent our members who are manufacturers of branded OTC medicines, self-care medical devices and food supplements. Excellent and you have had um, you know lots of experience in the industry yourself before joining the PAGB and also at PAGB before you became CEO. Um, You've been involved in some really big switches, you've worked for the biggest companies um, you know in the in the market. Maybe um, you could say a little bit about how that experience helps you to be a judge in the awards. Yeah, um, as as you said, I was in um, industry for 19 years before coming to PAGB. So I've been very involved. Um, My background is in regulatory. So I was um, involved from a regulatory perspective in switches and launches and rebrands and redesigns of lots of different products. So, um, you know, obviously knowing the hard work that goes into product launches and new campaigns um, and having been involved in a lot of them um, you know it's really interesting now for me to be able to kind of look at it from the other side but I think it does give me you're kind of asking how that experience helps me as a judge I think it is being able to see you know what the impact has been um, of a, a change but also um understanding what has been kind of um, going what has to go into it in the background and the cross-functional work that often happens and something that may sound very easy or look easy on paper 
understanding the amount of work that's gone in behind it and I think that then enables you to help judge you know that uh, kind of how well and, and good that experience is. Exactly and of course the PAGB plays an important role in uh, the self-regulation of the marketing of the industry as well doesn't it so you've also got that kind of ongoing experience as an institution in terms of um, marketing of brands etc. Oh yes, yeah. The team here at PAGB in the advertising um, obviously helps advise on um, the marketing campaigns and um, the adverts to the general public. And we encourage kind of members to come and see us before they do, you know, big new launches or before pre-vetting of switches and new products. Um, they will go through PAGB as well. So yeah, very much get to see all of that side of things as well. Excellent. And then. Maybe you could say why you think that the awards is important to the industry. I mean, the awards has been going for a long time as well. Um, mm. So, you know, people keep coming, keep entering. Um, yeah. You know, wh yeah. why do you think why do you think that is? I, th I think it. Um you know everybody always likes um you know the reinforcement and recognition of their peers and i think you know obviously having awards in the otc industry you know recognizes and shares the work that we all do but i think uh, as well you know it's a big celebration of that and it's an example of what good looks like and i think we all like to see that and actually you know there's a lot of innovative work and people don't always appreciate that and actually you don't always get to see it within the companies themselves of what else is out there in different categories that you may not play in so I think it's always um, good and exciting um, to see that innovation and then it helps keep the industry buoyant I think by seeing what's out there and and being able to get together and so I think the actual award and winning is, um, you know, really great, but you actually get to see other examples as well. And they can still be recognised as being, you know, great in class examples um, out there. And then I think the actual ceremony itself, actually bringing everyone together because we don't have those opportunities. And certainly it was noticed in COVID when we didn't have them, that you haven't seen everybody for ages as well. And, you know, the consumer industry is fairly small and, you know, we get consolidated more and more. But I do think, you know, actually ha um, enabling everybody to get together and have that kind of networking opportunity and seeing everybody again because I think again it does help um, keep the excitement and the buoyance of what the industry is all about. Yeah I think that's a really good point I mean it is a good party that's something that we always <laughs> say to, I mean, yes. you know we all know that but also yeah. for you know companies that maybe haven't entered before you know we're like this is this is really good fun you know yeah it's just before yeah. Christmas so yeah exactly it's kind of a Christmas party in some respects yeah. now but like you say, I think you also learn what's going on, don't you? I mean, I find it really useful, even though we write about this constantly through the year. It's really the place where you see in that year what's changed. You know, and we try and reflect that in new categories like the sustainability category, et cetera. You know, like some of the digital work and the, the social media stuff. You know, there's really interesting things happening, isn't there? The yeah. companies are always trying to think, how do we communicate more effectively? Uh, mm. our brands and what we do but in the way that consumers are engaging with brands now which is always changing yeah. isn't it yeah and like I said coming back it's what good looks like and you can also see inspiration from what other people have done as well and that's working um, out there in the market 
um, and, and things like that. So I think, you know, it's really exciting things. And, you know, I remember last year, um, you know, the, there were some good categories and people that had had won, you know, had done a big switch and things like that for one of the categories. And obviously switch is a bit of a passion of mine, but it's then great to actually see that reflected because it came out um, really well and had, had actually kind of rocked quite a stagnant market as well. And it just shows that, you know, people do think, oh, you know, these are well-established categories, but you've got the right product and the right way of doing things. It brings it in and, you know, really shows that it can be disruptive and, and get out there and actually, you know, um, support the consumers that need it. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Counter so far. Don't forget to follow Pharma Intelligence Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and TuneIn. Also check out HBW Insight at hbw.pharmaintelligence.informa.com for all the latest health, beauty and wellness news and intelligence. Keep listening, this episode continues now. So um, maybe we can talk a little bit more about um, the entries, like what a good entry looks like, you know, from your experience as a judge. What are you looking for when you uh, see an entry? Uh, what distinguishes it, you know, as a as a good entry or as a you know potential winner, for example? Yeah, I, I like to see things where I can really see that it's made a difference here in the UK sometimes you get entries which can be a little bit generic and you you know it's kind of across everywhere and I I like it when they show the impact that it's actually had and the difference that it's made here in the UK um, and and what that looks like Um, so I, I find that if someone provides that kind of information that that is really useful and I like it when they do provide um you know, kind of a, a good overview and a showcase of what what they attended to achieve, how they achieved it, and actually giving some statistics of, you know, what it reached, you know, what they expected it to reach, and then what it actually did. And, and you do get some of that. Sometimes, you know, people will also put in some of the, like a, a video summarising it, or, you know, some of the collateral that they generated, which can be interesting. But at the same time, I'd say don't put too much in because we've got a lot to judge and you can't if you've got like 16 things to open and they're saying very similar things. It isn't always the best. So that can actually almost, you know, conversely put you off a little bit. Um, So I would say keep it succinct, but show, you know, it's, it's a bit like an objective. Show what you intended to do, how you measured it and how you reached it. Um, and and kind of but for me I think as well it it needs to be kind of quite um, UK orientated I I think one of the other things that I I would just say is not I have seen entries that have been extremely corporate and it's just like oh at X and X company we do and it's almost like a copy and paste from their website for me as a judge that doesn't really you know help an application I want to see what what you've 
what you've done and why you've done it and, and how you've done it here in the UK, not some of this kind of general stuff. So from my side, that's that kind of makes some of the stuff stand out. I mean, we do a lot of the entries are really good. I should say that. But it's kind of if you're asking stand out and what good looks like and for the kind of advice that people may want for me, that's what resonates um, and makes me think, wow, um, that th that's really, um, you know, th that's made a difference. And sometimes, you know, it can be that it, it may be useful. I don't know if many people do it, but also show kind of how many people worked on it, because sometimes you see that it's a really small company that's made a massive impact and you're going, wow, that's amazing for who they are and what they've done or what their spend was. Whereas in some of the bigger ones as well, when they make applications, they don't mention any of that kind of information. And then you're just presuming you make presumptions. So having some of that information, I think, is quite useful. I think there's some great tips there. Just picking up on a couple of things. Um, I think the the overall point here, isn't it, that it may be the best launch or the most exciting new launch the biggest switch um the you know the best looking campaign but i think the entry's got to be good hasn't it because ultimately yeah. you know the judges are because it has to be objective and i think this is yeah. you know part of the point of of doing this podcast is to, to kind of explain that where you have judges because um you know they are experts and they're going on the entry that you've submitted of course you know people know about the brands and the mm. you know the campaigns and stuff that that is part of it but yeah I think you can't just assume that because it's a, a huge product or you know a massive switch or campaign that you're necessarily going to win on that basis you really have to do a yeah yeah you know you can say oh I might have seen a good advert on that but unless you know what the outcome is just having a good advert doesn't necessarily um, mean that it's been a great launch <laughs> you know for me it is about impact and I guess probably coming from PAGB perspective you know it's about how how that's helped the consumer how it's widened access what how they've they've got more and showing that it's been of a benefit to the consumers ultimately at the end as well um from from my side so it's the sales that sometimes then go behind that that can be important too yeah exactly I think you know the outcomes are um quite wide aren't they in terms of yeah. benefit consumers um you know what it you know what they've achieved in terms of things like sales and stuff you know there's there's all of that detail in in terms of your return on investment yeah exactly. um, but yeah I think but also it also the other point you made about you know maybe the smaller brands I mean it can be quite intimidating I think from a if you're a smaller company mm. you, you know you maybe you go to the awards or you know you've seen You've looked at the kind of um, material online and you see these huge companies these huge brands mm. and you probably think you know how are we going to compete with with this like the the investment behind them on mm. its own i think that's the point isn't it you can show that you've been creative you can show the passion um you know the kind of this really specific impact that, that of one brand mm. you know you've got companies that have one or two household brands that have been going for you know a century or something yeah. sometimes that you know some consumers absolutely rely on um yeah. and i think you know if you do a good entry there's no reason why you can't um go head to head with with some of the oh, biggest yeah. companies in the in the uk 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I'm sure the one that I voted on, and I think actually won last year, was um, from a small company in itself because actually what they had done at a detailed level here in the UK was actually really, really interesting and different and actually not part of a massive corporate um, plan that was rolling out across the whole of the world. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it just shows that what every individual company can do individually has as much, you know, as much, um, you know, context as as, as anything else and, and does stand good chances of, of it, you know. As I said, you know, the vast majority of entries are always good and, you know, the the concepts and stuff are all positive, but the ones that edge forward that really give it to you are the ones that where you're seeing that that impact and drive. That's brilliant. Well, I think there's some really good tips in there. Um, I think that'll be really helpful for people uh, that are that are entering now. And of course, the deadline's coming up um, at the end of this month. So uh, hopefully, this will help directly for those people <laughs> putting their entries together. Yes. Now we look we look forward to um, seeing them in the in the judging stage. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Over the Counter. Don't forget, Friday the 1st of September is the entry deadline for the 2023 awards, which takes place at the Royal Lancaster Hotel in London on Thursday 23rd of November. If you're interested in entering, head over to Sightline's OTC Awards homepage, which you can find by googling UK OTC Marketing Awards 2023 or email natalia.k at sightline.com. See you next time.